0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we're up to Yadal Amavayz yeah. by the two dots, about like four or five lines from the bottom. So we're going through this Mishnah. This Mishnah had a lot of like non seguitors like one-liners, and we're just going through each one. So the next one in the Mishnah was Alpi Adim, that Hezek is based on Adim. What does it mean? Of course, it's based on Edim, but you, You're gonna. What, 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 what is the halacha that it's saying Alpi Adim as opposed to what? So this is a reference to the concept. Now th- this is a concept that you have throughout Shas, which is. That is called moide beknas poter. It's based on a pasuk. We know there's two different types of financial responsibilities. It's called mumin and it's called knas. Knas means sometimes you pay because you you owe them money, and then sometimes you pay just as a penalty. Now, the difference. One of the major differences between mammon and knas is if I'm moida. So let's say. Um, so okay. So let's say I, I stole something from you, and then I come into court and I say I stole from something. There's no exemption. You have to pay. But let's say it's a knas. Right. Whatever the penalty is, let's say 50, uh, the 30 shekel of uh, you, you, your animal kills a kanani, uh, a So you have to pay 30 shekel. That's a knas. It's 100% a knas. By the way, it also the, one of the indicators of a knas is that you you have a, like a flat fee regardless of what damage you did, right? You kill an Evid worth one shekel, you pay 30 shekel. You kill an ever worth 100 shekel, you pay 30 shekel. It's a knas. You come into court and you say, I did it without anyone testifying about you, Potter. No. Because the pasuk, the pasuk says that you were found guilty by God, meaning you need Edom to find you guilty. Now we're taking this step further. So it's Pasha Moida Beknasis Potter. What about the following Shaiva? What if I'm Moida? I go to court, I say about a penalty that I did it. Then a day later, without my knowledge of my information, Edom come forward and testify about me. So do you say, well, you were Moida, but there are Edom here? So it's a machloikis. but the Gemara wants to say like this: Apiedim. The Mishnah says that I only have to pay if there are testimony about me. This implies that I'm only chayiv to pay a pet to pay a hezek, that I'm only chayiv to pay Knas, the Knasas that are related to hezek. If I'm if I'm a, if I myself am felt guilty by edim, but if I'm moide and then edim come forward, I'm potter. So the Gemara, says so that's what the Mishnah means, pay It's saying that you're only guilty for a knas if it's 100% I'll be Edom. But if it's based on you with Edom later, then I'm potter. So the Gemara says, so that's what the Mishnah means, I'll be aidim. Prat, l'amaid di which is poter. So Hani Klamando Knas Akabaidim Patr, Lamanda Ma'id the Bhaknas Achabo'idim Chayiv, Mike Lam. Now if you hold that you're Chayev in such a situation, then what does the Mishnah mean? The Mishnah can't mean to exclude that because you're chayiv in such a situation. So the Gemara says, you know what? The words al pi are actually superfluous. They're not to teach you anything. They're not to teach you anything. We thought originally, again, al pi was to say that I'm only chayyif for knosses if I'm found guilty by Adem But if I admit and then Adem come forward, I'm exempt. I, if you hold, that you admit, and then Edom come forward, that you're chayiv, my ikka then what do you have to say? So the Gemara says, you're right, according to that interpretation, the words al pi'edim are completely extra. So why are they there? for itzicharleh. They're only there if the chidish of the Mishnah are those, not those words, it's the next words. What are the next words in the Mishnah? B'nei chayrin. I'm only found guilty for Hezek if the witnesses are b'nei chayrin, a free men, as opposed to Edom. And B'nai B'ris, and they have to be Jewish as opposed to Goyim. Okay, so the Mishnah is now saying that that's the point of the Mishnah. That uh, the Mishnah is saying that I'm, the Chiddush of the, the Mishnah is not who the, not that you need Edim, but what type of Edim they have to be. That the Edim for Hezek and for Knossos cannot be slaves, non-Jewish slaves, and they can't be Goyim. So I says, yeah, okay, so what's the Chiddush of that? I'll tell you why it's needed eved. If the Mishnah just said that the, the witnesses cannot be avod, they might say Avodim have no lineage. Not only are they goyim, but they have—they're like worse than goyim. They're like animals, so they have no yachas bichlal. Avol yeah. but who—well, they, they, they are goyim, but they still have a halachic lineage through their parents. maybe they could serve as witnesses. and if the opposite. If the Mishnah had just said Nachrim, if the Mishnah just said gayim are exempt, cannot be witnesses, I'd say Mishum T'lishayach B'mitzvahs. You see, slaves, on the one hand, are worse than Ga'im because they have, no, uh, they have no yachas, they have no uh, lineage in Halacha. But on the other hand, they're obligated to keep tired mitzvahs like a woman. So they're obligated in some mitzvahs. So therefore, you might think if the Mishnah just said that Gayim are exempt, I'd say, yeah, Gayim are exempt because, because they have no key mitzvahs, but Avodim, who have to keep certain mitzvahs, aim maybe they could serve as witnesses, and therefore it's needed. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, the next halach of the Mishnah was Hanoshim B'chalal Nezek, which is that women are included in the laws of damages, which means if a woman damages, she has to pay. I Meaning, there's no, there's no, It's not like a there's no difference in men and women when it comes to these halachas. So, this is a Gemara that we had previously. How do I know this? So, the Gemara says there's three psukim to prove that men and women are the same when regarding monetary law, regarding damages. And the question is, why do you need all three? The first one is as follows. The pasuk says, when it comes to Geneva, the pasuk says that if you steal, you have to bring a carbon, it says ish isha. So When it comes to punishment, when it comes to carbonos, men and women are the same. So if men and women are the same for the punishment, they're probably in the same that they can't do the damage as well. That's the first source. The second source. When it comes to monetary law, it says, These are the monetary laws that you place before them. Them is including, it's plural, including men and women. So the first source is that men and women are the same for the penalties, for the punishments, for the karbanos, for the, you know. The second source is that men and women are the same for all monetary law. And the third one is regarding uh, if an animal kills. It has to bring a koifer. You have to pay a koifer, which is if the animal kills, the owner of the animal has to pay a penalty to the family. There's no difference whether it kills a man or a woman. So you see that men and women are the same regarding these halachas. So you have three sources how men and women are the same. One is regarding Karbanas, they're the same, like for Geneva. One is that they're the same regarding monetary law. And the third is they're the same regarding the penalty, the keifer. So the, these are the three sources to tell you, basically, for these halachas, men and women are all the same. Now the question, why need all three? Tell me one, I'll be able to apply it to the others. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why I need all three. If you just said the first source, which is regarding Karbanos, that men and women are the same, I'd say, i say, I'd say, yeah, okay, regarding Kapara, men and women are the same because Akadeshbarah wants women to not have any, any blemishes on their neshamas. Avaldinin, but when it comes to monetary law, not when it comes to Karbanas. When it comes to the other monetary law, let's say interest, vechulei, ishtabar masu matan in, ishaloi, maybe women who do not generally work in commerce, they're not responsible for these laws. Okay, that's why I need the second one. And if all you had was the second one, that men and women are the same regarding monetary law, I would say, I would say maybe the reason why men and women are the same regarding monetary law is very practical. If a woman is not included in the laws of monetary law, no one would ever do business with her. Right? If she could rip you off, right? if she wasn't ushered uh, to have interest or whatever, so so you, you would you, you would never do business with her. So maybe they're the same regarding monetary laws exclusively, because just practically... Got to keep commerce going. No one's going to do a business with a woman if they know that they could uh, they could do things that uh, men cannot. but regarding atonement, meaning regarding karbanos, I could argue mitzvah in Maybe women who are not obligated in mitzvahs, maybe they don't even need a kapara. Maybe the, the averis is not so schwer by them. They don't need a kapara. That's why you need the first two. V'yashmin hanitari. And if you just had the first two, I would say kapara, Either I would say those two are. I get why they, women and men and women are the same. The kapara, it's for them to have a kapara. For monetary law, it's in for them to be able to do business with other people. Avulin and ketala. But regarding life and death stuff like uh, keifer, I would say Ishta bar mitzvah Maybe you don't have to pay the keifer of a woman because maybe her value is different because she's not obligated to her mitzvahs, or. If an animal kills a woman. You might think that maybe you don't have to pay. pay. And if all you had was kaifer, I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, over there they're the same. Because you're talking about a loss of life. Loss of life, of course. All humans are, all men and women are the same when it comes to loss of life. But the first two concepts, which is karbonos, kapara and monetary laws... Maybe men and women are not the same. Therefore, all you need, all these sources to say that regarding these halachas, there is no distinction. All right. The Gemara continues. Now, this is interesting. It says that the, the, both the damager and the damagee have to pay. Now, what's a scenario? It's like a, it's like a riddle. What's the scenario where the damagee has to pay? The damager always pays. He's always paying. He's paying. Nazak Shalom, Chatzin whatever it is. But what is there a situation where the damagee has to pay? So, we're now going to enter into the discussion, it's a very famous discussion throughout Shas, and that is, how do you understand the first three payments of Karen? You pay half. Is it, you're supposed to pay whole, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has arachmanis on you that you only have to pay half, so it's a discount? Or really, you should pay nothing, and it's a penalty that you pay half. Those are the two ways to look at it. So you're paying half the first three times the animal gores. Is it that really you should pay whole? You should pay 100%. But He's giving you a discount. You don't have to pay whole. Or you should really pay nothing. It's a penalty you have to pay half. (coughs) is it called chatzinezik mammon or chatzinezik knas? Why why would it be a discount? It's definitely a discount. Why would you get a discount? Because the first three times, the animal I didn't realize the animal was going to gore. It's not like I used to this. It's not a common thing for an animal to gore, so I didn't know that it was going to do it. So the question is, is the average animal, am I responsible basically? Do we assume... Basically, these are the two ways to look at it. You could look at it as an animal on its own is naturally, it's very unnatural for an animal to do this. Therefore, I'm really not responsible at all for it. I should be exempt. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me a knas of 50%. I don't, we don't like that this is going on. Or, no, every animal is wild, and you got to watch this. And the truth is, you should pay whole. It's not a knas, it's mammon. You should pay 100% of the damage. But HaKadosh Baruch said, listen, it's the first three times... Lay, get, lay, let you go off with a like a, a little bit of a discount. Those are the two ways to look at it. Now let's think outside of the box. If you say that it's a 50% penalty, then okay, it's a penalty. But if you say that it's 100% I should really pay, I'm the damager, you're the damagee. So Really, I should pay 100%. But I could the who says, don't worry, I'll give you a discount. You know who's really giving a discount? You. The damagee is giving me a discount. I mean, in other words, when the Mishnah says that the damager and the damagee both have to pay, it would make sense if you hold nezik Mamun. why? I'm paying 50%, that's how I'm paying. And you're paying 50% because I really should be paying 100% and you're giving me a discount. So it's sort of you're swallowing up 50% of the onus, I'm swallowing up 50% of the onus. That's the way you could understand the mission possibly. So let's see it inside. It's Mar Palganizka, this concept of 50% damages that of Karen the first three times, Okay. The first three times, how do you look at this? Rav Papa Amar Mammet. Rav Papa says it's compensation. It's not a penalty. You, you, again, the difference between penalty and compensation is compensation means you, you, you should be paying. It's not a, you should be paying. Fifty percent is you should be paying. Fifty percent really you should be paying. One hundred percent, but fifty percent at least. Rav Amar No, you really should pay zero. It's a fifty percent penalty. So let's see it inside. Rav Papa Amar says that the fifty percent is compensation. How does he look at it? He looks at the average animal is wild, and you are responsible to watch it. And the fact that this animal gored, that's on you, buddy. So really, and really, you should pay hundred percent of the damages. gives you a discount, and he's telling you the damage. listen, you swallow fifty percent of it because why? Because you haven't done it three times. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a first couple of offenses will give you off for, like, good behavior type of situation. That's how Rav Papa looks at it. No, it's a penalty. He looks at it as the average animal. the Goring is so unnatural that it's not something that I really have to be concerned about. So really I should be Really I shouldn't have to pay anything because I did nothing wrong. But the but Baruch who penalizes me 50% because he wants me to start guarding I don't know. And airplane. Airplane mode. So the Gemara is So there's such a situation where the, both the damager and the damage are swallowing a sum of the money. So if you understand that it's mammon, which means that really the damager should pay 100%. But HaKadosh Baruch was saying the damagee swallow 50% of the money, he'll pay 50% and you will just forgive 50%. That's how you could answer this riddle. The damager pays 50% and the damagee swallows 50%. So that's, that's a case where they're both paying, so to speak. But if you say that it's a knas, which means that really I shouldn't have to pay anything, and you're lucky you're getting 50%. So how is the damageee swallowing anything? The is just lucky to get what he gets. He's not swallowing anything. So what, what's this? Well, how do you understand the mission? So when is there a situation where the damageee is swallowing up some of the money? So the answer is, it's not regarding this at all. This is what we had a couple days ago. I think last Shabbos is called Pchas Nevele. means as follows. My animal, an animal falls into my my bar. The animal was worth a thousand dollars, and then it died, and it's worth three hundred. What do I have to do? I pay the difference between three hundred and a thousand. I don't replace the whole animal; I just pay the difference. So that means I'm paying seven hundred dollars. What if, by the time I go to court, the carcass is no longer worth three hundred dollars; it's worth two hundred dollars? I still don't have to pay. I pay the difference at the time of death between, at the time of, uh, at the time of, time of. Let's actually go to court. You go to court. Go to court so maybe someone is going court to court. No, 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 no. It's from the time of death. It's the difference between no. Forget about the when. Forget about when. Um, let's say court says court says that it's worth three hundred dollars. It was originally worth a thousand, so I pay the difference seven hundred dollars. By the time I'm coming to pay, the carcass is worth two hundred dollars. It went down in value. I don't have. I'm not responsible for that. I pay the difference at the time of the at the time of uh, I guess the time of uh, when it's ascertained by Besden. So that's an example where I'm paying seven hundred, but you're swallowing one hundred. So that's a case where they're both bang. Oh, that's the so it's not Chatinazak, it's Phasnavela. It's the carcass's deterioration of value from the time of Bezin to the time of the payment. And that you gotta swallow. So I'll pay the difference, but you gotta swallow the deterioration of the carcass. That's on you. So the Gemara says, so that's what the Mishnah means. And here's the question. The reason why I said we talked about this last week is because this is in the previous Mishnah. The previous Mishnah already mentioned that this is such a mitzias. Why would, why would it point to the idea that the person who, who was the victim has to suck up 50, has to lose money. Talking about the Yeah. Why would the Torah do that to him? Why should he? Because why should it? Because I understand. That's what Hashem, Hashem is saying. That we're going to let the guy off. We're going to let the guy off. Every time we get to let the guy off, the other guy's getting damaged. That's part of the deal. It's not been on the it's been on the Haver. That's part of the oh, deal. I, I, so that's it. okay, he apologized, no, Michael Zayn. That's yeah. part of the deal. So HaKadosh is telling you to Michael. That's it, was telling it all you. It's in this agricultural society. Uh, no, 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 no. It's Hashem. As, as says, this. be meichelzein. That's it. The guy didn't mean it. It's the first three times, be meichelzein. That's it. So the Gemara wants to know like this. So, be so, your so, animal the next time. Yeah, exactly. So the point is like this. So now we're saying that the Pshat of the Mishnah is Pchas which is the deterioration of the carcass. The problem is, we already said that in the last Mishnah. So why is the Mishnah repeating itself now? So the Gemara says, We already have this twice. So why is this twice? The answer is, one is for Tam and one is for mud. Right? The halach is the same, right? If it is the first three times, you're paying half. And then, what if again deterioration? You're still gonna have to swallow it. You're paying whole deterioration. There's only I mean, those the difference. So it's telling you twice that same halacha. One is where the person has to swallow the deterioration when it's a tam, and one is that it's a mood. Why do I need both? tam, chad mood. diash Again, this is this the, the concept of pasnaveila is helping the damager, right? It's the damagee is swallowing the deterioration of the carcass. It's to help the damager. Each one has a reason why I would help the damager. By Tom, I would. There's a reason to argue that you should help him because the animal didn't do it three times. He's not. It's not malicious at this point. But Muad, it's like, dude, this is four times already. I'm not helping you at all. Or the opposite, Muad. You could say, listen, he's paying Nezek Shalim. like. He's paying a lot of money, like let it be. But Chatzin but, Nezek, you're only paying 50%, why should we make it easier on him? So each one has a reason to be lenient, and each one has a reason not to, and therefore you need both. The Gemara says, Fine, that's what the Mishnah says. Now, we're trying to go back to our discussion is to figure out is Chatzin Nezek a knas or is it Mamon? Now one of the differences between knas and momon is moda. right? I said that before. If I come into court and I say, I did it, so if it's a knas, I'm exempt. If it's momon, I'm chayiv. So one of the differences now between chatzin as a knas and chatzin as if the guy comes into court before he's called to court, and he just says, listen, my animal gored him, or gored his animal. I just want to admit it. So if it's a knas, you're free. If it's a momon, penalty. So the Gemara wants to know, tashimah, there's a Mishnah. Now, this is a Mishnah. I think in tomorrow's daf, the Mishnah lists the differences between Tam and Mur. It doesn't list this. It doesn't list the Moda part. So that's kind of a Raya that that Chatsi is Mamon, and therefore there's no difference between even if you're Moda you have to pay. If Chatsi is Knas then if you're moda, you're potter, so that's a huge difference between nezek and Nezek Shalim. So why is that not in the next Mishnah? The next Mishnah says, Ma'abin Tam and Mu'ud, what are the differences between Tam and Mu'ud? So Tam Meshalem, nezek Megufay, right, the first difference is tam, tam pays half damages and there's a cap. Muad Mishalim Nezek Shalem in Aliyah, Mu'ud pays 100% and there is no cap that's the Mishnah we'll deal with tomorrow. Isa, but if you're telling me that Chatsi Nezek is a Knas, listening Amiha, then why don't you list this distinction, which is that if you're moda Tam in a Mishalma and Mishalma that would be a difference, right? Because Nezek Shalom is definitely not a Knas. But if Chatsi Nezek is a Knas, then there's a difference in Chati Nezek, Shalom. If you're Moda, if you're Moda by Nezek, you'll be exempt. If you're Moda by Nezek Shalom, you won't be. So why is that not listed in the Mishnah? So the Gemara says, of a You're right, that Mishnah is not comprehensive. What else did the Mishnah miss that makes it not comprehensive? It missed half a Kaufer. Now, okay, here's the deal. Uh, if your animal is a muid and it kills someone, you pay a Kaufer. What if your animal kills someone but it's, it's never gored before? right? It gores first time ever it kills somebody. Jackpot, right? It kills it for the first time. What's the Halacha? You don't pay anything. There's no chatzi kofer It doesn't exist, at least according to most tanoim. So the, so that's a major difference between tam and muad. How so? Because a, a muad pays Kofer, a tam doesn't. That's a major difference. It's not in that list. So you see, that mish is not comprehensive. So the Gemara says, no, that's not a great raya. I mentioned that this concept that there's no half kofer is according to most Tanoim. There is one tannu who says that there is half Kofer. And I think it's Rav Yosi HaGlili. So the answer is, if that Mishnah follows Rabbi Yosi Aglili, then the reason why it didn't know is because there is no difference. There's a full kofar and a half kofar. There's no that, that that's not that's not a you know that's that's part of the list already. That didn't need to be listed. Therefore, you don't have a raya that it's ton of a shire because the Mishnah follows Rabbi Vyosi Aglili, mishalim Okay, so. Uh, backed out of that raya. Let's go another proof to try to figure out whether nezek is a knas or nezek is mamon. Tashima, Go to the next page. This is a Mishnah in ksubis Hemis Shairi Esploni. Again, so we're talking about Kofor. I said, Mu'ed, there's 100% kofer. Chatz Tam, it's a Machlokas whether this kofr or not. We're assuming this Mishnah is talking about Tam, and there is a Kofor. Half kofer like Raviyose Aglili. What does it say? A guy comes into court and he admits, "Hey, mishori is ploni, that my ox killed a person, is you pay. Meaning, and we're making assumptions. This is talking about a tom, and it follows Raviyose Aglili that there's a chatsi koffer, and it pays. You pay even with your own admission. What is that, a proof? Chatsi nezek is momon, because if it's a knas, again, okay, if we're talking about mu'ud, mood is for sure mamon. This mission makes a lot of sense. Perfect. You admit. I don't care that you admit. It's not a penalty. But if we're talking about um, tam, and it's kofir like Rav Yossi Aglili, that's what we're assuming. And I come into court and I say, my animal did it. I still have to pay. So you see that chatsi nezek is mamon. So the Gemara's instant answer is very easy. Is we're not talking about chatsi nezek. We're talking about a mood, And therefore, it's unrelated to our discussion. My law, but Tom Okay, easy. Now here's the. This is a classic diyak uh, and So you're telling me that when the mission starts off, the mission starts off by saying, I come into court and I say my animal killed somebody. I still have to pay. We're talking about a muud. What would the halacha be if it was Tom? I don't have to pay because it's a knas. So the end of the Mishnah makes a distinction, makes another distinction. Why would you make that distinction, make this distinction meaning? If you look at the end of the Mishnah, what would the halacha be? If a person comes into court and says, my animal is a tam and it killed someone, I wouldn't have to pay, because even according to Yosef Aglili, the chazi kofor, it's a knas. If that's true... Then Adetani say, if you look at the end of that Mishnah and Ksubis, the end of that Mishnah tries to find a different distinction, but why not just stick with here? What does the end of the Mishnah say? Hey, Mishari, right? is Avdai. The beginning of the Mishnah was talking about Kofir, and then it goes to, instead of killing a Jew, it talks about, I, my animal killed a slave. Now, killing a slave is a penalty. The Mishnah wants to show the difference between Mamon and Knas. So it starts off by saying, I go into court and I say, my animal killed a person. Now, we assume that's Muud. Okay. Mamon, I still have to pay. Then the Mishnah says, Maya, I went into court, and I say, my animal killed a slave. That's a penalty. I don't have to pay. Very simple. But if you're just looking for the difference between mamon and knas, then you don't need to start going into Eved. Stick with a person, just say like this. You go into court, and I say that my animal killed a person, and it's done this four times already. I have to pay. If I go into court, and I say it's the first time, it's a Tom, I don't have to pay, because it's a knas. So why not just do that? Why are you going into Evid? It must be because Chatzin Ezek is moment too, so there's no distinction. So why did the Mishnah look for that whole different case? Why not just say this? If it kills it by a muid, you have to pay, and if it's by a time, you don't have to pay. The answer is, The Mishnah is just talking about muid the entire time. The Mishnah is not talking about the reason why it went from person to Evid. It's because the Mishnah is just talking about mood. It doesn't want to talk about time at all. So, therefore, for stylistically, that's why it chose that approach. Okay. One more proof. <clears> Toshima. <throat> Zehaklaal. The Mishnah gives you a rule, right? You want to know whether something's a Knas or mamon? Here's the general rule Are you paying more than what damages you did? If you're paying more, it's a penalty, right? You steal something, you steal someone's watch with $100. What do you have to pay? Kefil. Two hundred dollars. The first hundred is mamun. The second hundred is is a knas because it's more. The Mishnah says a rule: Ze <speaking in Hebrew> If you're paying more than you damaged, <speaking in Hebrew> It's a knas. What is what do you, what, do you, what does that sound like? If you're paying more than it's a knas, but what if you're paying less, right? What if I'm paying chazi Then it's not a knas, right? Because you're saying, because notice the Mishnah did not say if you're paying. If you're not paying the damages value, it says if you're paying more it's a knas, which implies if you're paying less, it's not a knas. That implies that if you're paying less, it's not a knas. So that's a proof that chatzinezek is mammon. No, 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 no. This is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. If you pay more, it's a knas. If you pay equal, it's not a knas. And if you pay less, it's also a knas. So really, again, the Mishnah just says if you pay more, it's a knas. So we're deducing if you pay less, it's not a knas. No, 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 no. If you pay more, it's a knas. If you pay less, it's a knas. If you pay equal, it's not a knas. See, so here's the problem. So why doesn't the mission just say that? nezik. <laughs> so why don't we just say this? Very simple. So what do the missions say? If you're paying more, it's a knas. Don't say if you're paying more. Say, if you're not paying the equal to the nezik, it's a knas. Paying more implies that paying less is mammon. You say, no, no, no. Paying more is a knas. Paying less is also a knas. So then there's a much simpler way to do this. Just say, if you're not paying what you damaged, it's a knas. But it doesn't say that. That implies that paying more is a knas, paying less is not. So the Gemara says, So you want to go with the assumption that the Ezek is also a knas. So then why did Why does the Mishnah say, if you pay more, it's a knas. Listen, I say it's a knas. Then from if you were writing this Mishnah, you would write, don't say paying more is a knas, because that implies paying less is not. Just say, if you're paying different than what you damaged, both more and less, it's a knas. It doesn't say that. And therefore that's a proof that nezek is mamon. Tiyufta, tiyufta." How do we paskin? So I just we just had a tiyofte chazi nezek is mammon. But how do we paskin? Hilchos paskin niskus knasa. We paskin that's a knas. So Gemara says tiyofte the You just rejected. You just re- you just had a knockout shayla proving that chazi nezek is mammon. But you say we paskin it's a knas. What about the bomb shayla? What was the shayla again? The Mishnah said if you pay more than what you damaged it's a knas, which implies if you pay less it is mammon. So the mission, and then if you hold as a Knas, how, how do you get out of that? You say, no, no, no. If you pay more, it's a Knas. If you pay less, it's a Knas. So why not say that? Why not just say, if you're not paying equal to what you damage, it's a Knas? I'll tell you why. We're focused on Chatzin which is goring. Maybe it's a Knas, maybe it's Mammon. If you remember from Daft Dalid, I think it's Daft Dalid, Daft Gimel, early, early, early on in the there's a thing called Chatzin Ezek Mm-hmm. means that when the animal's walking it shoots a pebble out yeah. and it breaks okay. that's mamon the reason why the Mishnah didn't want to say that line mm-hmm. of if you're not paying the equal amount it's automatically a knas is because it'll be misleading regarding so this Mishnah had to be confusing because you're right, nezek is a knas but Chatzinezek is mammon. Mm-hmm. so because it, didn't, it, it couldn't like dance around that, it was written funny, because, you're right, meaning, you're saying that if the Mishnah just wanted to imply that Chatzinezek is a knas, it should say, if you're not paying what you damage, it's a knas, but that's not really true, because Chatzinezek tsroris is mammon, and therefore, uh, Mishnah was kind of stuck with that. The Gemara says, in time am I what was the issue with this Mishnah? with again how did the mishnah prove that Chatzinesik is mamon because the mishnah said if you pay more then it's a knas which implies if you pay less it's mamon the answer is that's true by khatzin azik so the mishnah couldn't couldn't write it any other way because the mishnah was a little bit stuck khatzin is it a knas or mamon the answer is well it depends by goring knas by tsrorus which is regel mamon and because of that, the Mishnah was misleading. Loipseikel, it's unclear. Okay. Now the Mishnah just wants to end off this concept before we get to the, the Gemara ends up before we get to the Mishnah. Now um, we're saying that chatzin ezek is a knas. Now Karen, we, we learned this in the beginning of the mishnah. I think first off, The characteristics of Karen is uh, no benefit intention and rare what if there is benefit but it's no intention and it's rare i'm sorry intention and it's rare but there is benefit the gemara now is going to say that if it's benefit? meaning the animal is eating what it attacks but it's crazy that it did it like I, I don't know you have like a you have a small uh, a small animal taking down like a lion mm-hmm. and then it eats it so like that's like well, so is it Shane because it's eating? But It's so rare. The Gemara assumes that if an animal attacks a much larger animal that is not normal, that's karen. Karen is a knas the first three times. Moda pater. potter. So the Gemara says the following halacha. Knasa. Now that we're saying half the nezek, the first three times of damages of a karen is a knas, and if you're moda, it's potter. Therefore you have the following halakha. Imra. If you have a dog, you want a dog that ate a sheep. It attacked a sheep and ate it. Now is that normal? Absolutely not. They did not attack sheep very normally. So now so you'll say to yourself, Well, what's the deal? Well, it's it ate it, so that's shane, right? Eating benefit is usually shane. But it's so rare and so crazy that's Karen. Therefore, my dog attacked an eight-year sheep, and I go to court and I say, hey, it happened, I just want to admit to it, I don't have to pay. Mm -hmm. Similarly, you have a cat that eats a chicken. Again, rare. Even cats would kill little birds. They would never kill large chickens. That was not normal. I'm not talking about like a leopard. I'm talking like a house cat. They would maybe attack little birds. That was maybe normal, but not large chickens. So if my cat attacked a large chicken, that's called a knas, and if I'm modeh bekenas, I'm poter. Meshuna Makvin So not only is a modeh bekenas another halacha about a K'nas is we do not um, we do not extract penalties in Bavel. Bavel, they didn't have smicha. The rabbanu of Bavel didn't have smicha, so they were allowed to do monetary laws, but not K'nasas. Knas was only in Eretz Yisrael. The rabbanu had smicha. So another halacha, the difference between Karen, Tam, and Muad, besides for modeh bekenas, is can you make me pay in Bavel? The answer is no, because Babel, they didn't extract Knossos in Babel. Now, these are all Karen because they're very, very rare. But Hanimili beravervi. but this is only true if a dog ate a large sheep or a chicken or, or a cat ate a large chicken. Aval Bizutri, but let's say a big dog, a big, big Doberman, ate a small baby sheep, or a large cat ate a small little bird, a little Tweety bird. That's normal. So then that's not Karen, that's Shane. And because it's Shein, it's not knas, And therefore, you could extract it in Bavu. Now, so let's say I'm in Bavu, right? Simple. My animal gore is your animal. First three times. It's a knas. I'm in bavel. You can't take me to court because the courts in Bavu can't do it. So how do you get your money back? Two options. If you grab the money, we will not make you return it. So that's one option. Or if you get me, a, what's it called? A siriv? a seer of Bezden, right? Bezdin, that's basically a summons. If uh, Bezden from Eretz Yisrael summons me, meaning I am obligated to go to Eretz Yisrael. meaning if, if you get a, a, a court from Eretz Yisrael to send me a summons, I can't just say, I live in Bavel, I'm not going to Eretz Yisrael. No, no, no. You are now going, or pay. You, you are obligated to go to Bavel. Now, the eloy ozon now let's say I refuse to go to Bavol, I refuse to go to Eretz Yisrael. they'll put me in Cherim. They'll put me in Cherim. Now the Gemara says, Let's say uh, my dog attacked your sheep. So technically you can't collect it, whatever. Let's say I'm just like, you know, I don't care, whatever, just let it be. We'll still put you in chayr. Because you should not be having a dog that's willing to attack. I will say this, I'll just mention this, I was on the phone yesterday with, uh, I was actually, I was on the phone with Benny Kess, so I couldn't, I was on speakers, so I couldn't yell. <laughs> I, know, I hope they listen. There's a certain dog that lives on the corner, you know, on the corner by, uh, by Dovi's father's block. The yeah. the, yeah, they have a very, very big, uh, big uh, German, Shepherd. German Shepherd. And they don't leash it. And every time I see it, I scream at them the Leash? Huh? Himself. He's very friendly, I know, but the truth is, I know. I personally know. No, he actually won't. He's a very friendly dog, but I know kids are scared. Also, just, I don't know, if it's not leashed, it could just attack. So the Gemara says if my dog attacks your sheep, even if you're Michael on the money, will still put me in Khairim until I get rid of the dog. The dog down. You gotta get rid of the damaging animal because you can't have an animal that's that's dangerous in your property. I don't know, you're not allowed to have a vicious dog in your house. You're not allowed to have a rickety ladder, because these could cause damage. You can't put blood in your house. So it's, you got to get rid of the wild animal. so forget about damages. you, you got to get rid of it. Okay, let's just do the Mishnah, we'll do a little bit of the Gemara, and then we'll stop. The Mishnah is very simple. The Mishnah says, Muadin. There are five cases of Tam. Tam is only, only by Karen, so basically there's five cases of Karen, and there's five cases of Muad. Let's go through each one. Habehema en muades loyligach loyligoyf loylashech loylivvitz These are five cases of Karen, which is goring, pushing, biting, squatting, and kicking. Those are all uh, those are all uh, Karen. Therefore, they're all start off with Tam. Now, how, what are the five cases of Muud? So I'll tell you. Very simple. Shane is always a Mu'ud. There's no time. Um, regel is always a Mu'od Karen after three times is a muad. Uh, a person is a muad, and according to Rav Yosi Haglili, if you remember this, if Karen happens in the damagee's backyard, you're a muad right away. So those are the five cases of Mu'od The so said the five cases of Mu'od is Shane muad lachal saroylei, regel muad lishuvav shara muad shara mazik b'shusan nizik in those are the five cases. Now, let's say instead of a Karen, I have in my property a I own a leopard, and the leopard attacks. That's a muad right away. It's only not a mu'od by a shar. So the Gemara says Hazav, Hadai, a a wolf, a lion, a bear, a leopard, a whatever type of animal, was a snake. They're all mu'od. Now, what if Now, uh, what if what if I have uh, bear, you ever, I'm sure you've seen those videos where, like, the bear was raised and, like, it hugs the guy. Mm-hmm. What if I, I raised a bear? And he's very friendly. He's a very friendly bear. So the halacha is <laughs> exactly. So the halacha <laughs> is the first three times that the bear attacks, nice. it's a Karen. <laughs> it's a Tom. That's where the Shita tarvis. When they're domesticated, <laughs> Enamur. <When> the <they're domesticated, laughs> is that these animals. You could have a domesticated lion that it's not normal for it to attack and the first three times the, t- the lion attacks you have to pay chatzinezik only that's what but there's one animal that's l- l- you cannot domesticate such an animal as a nachash snakes cannot be domesticated that's but it world, right? yes even yes the- even with the flute now let's just start the gemara let's start the gemara and uh, you know what let's let's stop here actually we'll, we'll stop here huh the only one that cannot be domesticated is a lot is a snake. I just-